0: The MLB draft happened last night, which means now is the perfect time to look ahead at the future. On today's show, I'm breaking down the top 30 prospects in the Rangers system, number 21 through 30. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked on Rangers podcast. Today is Monday, July 10th, and your Rangers have, I don't know what record, because I'm recording this on Friday before all that happened. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single Thing below. Now, before we get into the top 30 prospects, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now. I am doing my top 30 prospects because I will be out of town starting on Sunday afternoon all the way through Wednesday. So you know what happened in the MLB draft, who the Rangers took number four. Was it exactly who they thought they were going to pick? Did Paul Skeens magically fall to them? I I don't know, but you know, and I cannot include those guys in my top 30. But I will get into after at the the end of this show, um, or I guess the end of this series, which will be ending on Wednesday, I'll be getting into where those guys would have ranked if I had done this after the draft. But alas, I'm out of town, so I wanted to give you all three episodes, and this feels like the perfect time to do it. The Rangers are... Have a really, really great and really deep system. So in years past, I I only did 20, but the last couple years I've been doing 30 because there are 30 legitimate prospects with big league aspirations. More than 30, actually, with big league aspirations in this system. And the Rangers are in a very, very good place. There's a few new names on this list. There's a few old names that are off the list. But I want to start with number 30, a new name on this list, and that is Abimelech Ortiz, a guy who you might not be very familiar with. He is a first baseman slash right fielder slash left fielder, mostly first baseman. He is a 21-year-old out of Bayamon in Puerto Rico. He went to high school at Carlos Beltron Baseball Academy in Florida, Florida, Puerto Rico, which I don't know if that's the city of Florida in Puerto Rico or what that is, but he also went to college at Florida Southwestern State College in Fort Myers, Florida. He was not drafted. I believe that he graduated in 2020, so I think he might have been one of the Rangers uh, under the radar uh, free agent signings, or I guess minor league draft free agent signings after that 2020 class which they did such a good job of drafting but this guy he is 21 years old he has spent time in hickory and down east this year and he has been absolutely crushing it in both leagues 60 games combined for him 258 plate appearances has 19 home runs 13 doubles three triples a slash line of 326 401 674 that is an ops of 1075 and it's it's even higher at the highest level um, at Hickory as opposed to where it was in Down East. He's 1.3 years younger than the average Sally League player. He won Sally League Player of the Month in June where he was absolutely fantastic. And in Hickory, he's hitting 342 with an OPS of 1144. Absolutely insane, 12 home runs in just 31 games. He's been absolutely incredible this year. Kind of a guy who I, I didn't really think about until the Rangers PR tweeted about him being the player of the month, and I kinda of looked more into his numbers and I thought, okay, this guy absolutely absolutely matches. Doesn't play a whole lot of the outfield. Actually barely plays the outfield this year. Twenty-four games at uh, first base this year. Has not played actually has played five games in right field, one game at DH with um, with Down East, and uh, 10 games at DH with Hickory. So pretty much exclusively a first baseman this year, played a little bit of corner outfield last year with Down East, didn't have the most impressive numbers last year for Down East, did still hit 11 home runs, and I believe led the team that year, but only had a 6.88 OPS. Did really well in his first bit of professional ball in the Rangers Dominican Summer League back in 2021 with a 1,000 OPS. But in order to be a first-base prospect with any – any uh, you know juice on your name or you know prospect status on your name? You got to hit and you got to hit like crazy. This year he has hit like crazy. Definitely a guy worth keeping an eye on. Definitely a guy who is who is worth being named to the number thirty spot in this top prospect rankings. Now number nine we have quite a few pitchers here and quite a few guys in the lower levels, which is encouraging because there weren't exactly a whole lot of guys at the lower levels. At twenty nine we have right-handed pitcher Jose Cornejo. He was signed by the Rangers out of Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. He is 20 years old, born June 22, 2003. So he just turned 20 and he is already in Hickory. He has spent time at Down East and Hickory this year. And at 10 games in Down East, he had 43 innings, 56 strikeouts, 2.9 walks per nine, and 11.6 Ks per nine. Also had a three- Uh, 270 ERA and in Hickory he's been even better in three games he's pitched 13 innings 15 strikeouts and three walks a 208 ERA this guy has already been promoted to Hickory as a 20 year old that is really really encouraging to see from him he has been uh, very good four innings four innings and five innings are his how long he's gone in the three Hickory outings Um, he has thrown a total of 60 62 pitches in his most recent outing. He's thrown the most. He's thrown his 80 pitches, actually 81 pitches. He's done that a couple of times, 81 back on 420 against the Carolina Mudcats, and then 80 pitches in his last outing with the Downeast Wood Ducks against the Kannapolis Cannonballers on June 13th. So he got promoted relatively, relatively recently. He has done very well in his limited appearances there. Had a The first two outings, he went four innings, allowed just one run, and struck out six in each of those. Really impressive stuff. One walk in the first one, zero walks in the second one, and in the last outing, he went uh, his only start so far. He went five innings, struck out three, did walk a couple, but only allowed one run as well. Really good stuff from him. 60 pitches for him there. Really encouraging to see a young guy doing so well at that level after being promoted pretty quickly. Next guy on this list, we have an outfielder, Alejandro Ozuna. The Mexican International plays left field, right field, center field, listed at 6 foot, 185 pounds, bats and throws left-handed. He is 20 years old, won't turn 21 until October 10th, and he is already in Hickory. He's not putting up the most astounding numbers, but he's really holding his own. As a youngster at that league, that is something that really jumps out to me for how well he has done so far. He's 2.3 years younger than the average Sally League player in 61 games. He's got a slash line of 263 on base of 378 and slugging 392, that is a 770 OPS, just four home runs, 14 doubles though in 61 games the on-base is really what sticks out to me here it is really encouraging to see him put up that kind of on-base uh numbers when he is so young for that league he's got seven games in center field this year two games in left and 44 games in right field for hickory he's also got 37 walks to 59 strikeouts a pretty good rate for a guy who again is very very young for that level i'm encouraged by what he's done this year and last year his numbers didn't really stand out all that much before in 2021. He had a 732 OPS as an 18-year-old in down east, which again kind of shows you where the Rangers thought of him if they were already putting him in down east as an 18-year-old who his only professional experience before that was with Jalisco in the, um, I believe, the Mexican, yeah, the Mexican Pacific Winter League and only five games at that when he was 17. That's pretty impressive uh, as to seeing what he's doing so far this year. Last year at Down East, he had an 845 OPS in 320 plate appearances as a 19-year-old. Didn't do as well in Hickory, a 664 OPS in 88 plate appearances there, so that's why he's restarting at the level. He only had 21 games there, so it's it's not like he played a whole lot there, but encouraging stuff from him, the Rangers seem to believe in him, and I believe in him as well. Coming up, we're gonna get into the next three in our bunch, including three right-handed pitchers with some interesting profiles. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more practice, The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. Therapy has been great for me and I encourage anybody who is looking to start therapy, it is definitely something that is worth your time. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. Let let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day on tomorrow's show. I'll be continuing this series going through the middle third of my top 30 prospects. The Rangers take on uh, the Nationals this weekend. Oh, nope. They take on, uh, I believe, the The Tampa Bay Rays this weekend, you can catch every pitch with the Hometown Broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, we are on to the number 27 prospect in my top 30. This is right-handed pitcher Aiden Curry. He is 21 years old, pitching in Down East with the Wood Ducks. He was signed as a draft free agent after 2020, so yet another guy the Rangers seem to have nailed in that 2020 signing class um, because... He did not get drafted in the, that five-round draft, but he is a six-five hundred eighty-pound, hundred eighty-five-pound right-handed pitcher who has been fantastic for the down east wood ducks this year wasn't quite as standout last year in his short time with the acl um, or in the complex league in 2021 his numbers were honestly really bad in 2021 as an 18 year old a 1379 era in 15 and two-thirds innings pitch but this year he's been absolutely fantastic a 273 era in 12 games for down east he is 1.7 years younger than the average down east pitcher He's got 52 and two-thirds innings under his belt, and he's got 68 strikeouts to just 18 walks. That is 11.6 strikeouts per nine to 3.1 walks per nine, and 0.5 home runs per nine, five hits per nine. He is just not allowing anything this year. It's good to see him have such success, and again... I say this with a lot of the prospects, but you got to look at the level and their age, and that will tell you how the Rangers feel about these guys. And the success that he is having this year is really, really encouraging. So far, he has been fantastic. He's had a couple of outings where he has gone six innings. He's not throwing a whole bunch of pitches, um, but still able to go fairly deep into games. He has thrown, at most, 86 pitches. That was when he threw three and two-thirds innings. Uh, Not a great outing for him, just one earned run, and that wasn't able to go super deep and had three walks. That's the most he's had in a start this season, but his best start of the year came against the Columbia Fireflies back on May 31st. Six innings, just two hits, no runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts. He had 16 strikes looking and 12 swings and misses on 80 pitch. Really, really impressive stru- stuff for the youngster. Again, we haven't seen him pitch all that much so far this year. He has not pitched since June 29th. I don't think that he is on the I.L. that I'm seeing. Yeah, no, he just hasn't pitched in a little while. He is still very young and, you know, he's got, I think, a lot of potential. He's got that ideal frame of being 6'5". He can definitely add a little bit more weight. Maybe he'll start to add a little bit more velocity on his fastball, but at 21 years old, already pitching in full season ball and doing very, very well. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a promotion to Hickory by the end of the season, but... That roster or that uh, rotation is pretty stacked as well um, with the guy who I just talked about like three seconds ago um, in Jose Cornel, who has already been promoted to Hickory. So we'll see if Aiden Curry joins him there later in the season, but very exciting stuff for him. Another guy who is a pitcher, a right-handed pitcher, Emiliano Teoto, a 6 6'1 righty listed at 165 pounds. He is kind of a bit of a string bean. He is 22 years old. Uh, just turned 22 in February his birthday is actually on uh, Valentine's Day so um, if you remember wish him a happy birthday on Valentine's Day I guess if you're if you're thinking about it but in Hickory this year he has been okay not great so far he is still a starting pitcher at this point I don't know how much longer that is going to hold up and the walks have really caught up to him a bit this year he's got a 487 ERA in seven games 20 in the third innings pitched, 15 walks to 22 strikeouts. Now, last year, the numbers were much better, just 4.7 walks per nine, and this year it's at 6.6. The Ks per nine last year were over 12. This year, they're at 9.7, which is still good, but not anything that's fantastic. The thing about him is he's got a 90-mile-an-hour curveball that he can throw for strikes, and he's got a lot of break on it as well. He's also got a fastball that touches triple digits, which is very, very exciting. He doesn't really know exactly where it's going. Obviously, you can see by the walks, but there is a lot of potential there. throws some absolute gas and a nasty, nasty curveball. The changeup is also pretty good, probably even ahead of his fastball, even though the velocity on that fastball is so good. He's an interesting pitcher, and uh, if he can get that walk problem sorted out, he might even be a starter. He probably is destined for a back-end relief roll at his most likely ceiling. I mean, his, his absolute ceiling is he figures out the walk problem and then starts throwing a bunch of strikes and is a nasty starter, but that's probably not happening with him. But the ceiling, in terms of his ability to be probably a really dominant relief pitcher, if he also needs to get that walk problem a little bit more under control. But the stuff is nasty. It's definitely something to dream on. Not having the best season, but still, I am a believer in Emiliano Teyoto for sure. The number 25 prospect in my prospect ranking is Dane Acker, the 6'2", 189-pound right-hand pitcher. Uh, He is 24 years old, was born in College Station, was originally a second-round pick by the Diamondbacks, then a fourth-round pick by the A's out of the University of Oklahoma. He went to Rice, he went to San Jacinto College, and then went to the University of Oklahoma, where he was pretty darn good that year. Not a whole lot of film on him, only four starts there. He has had some struggles with injuries, and the Rangers made a big trade for him. I believe he was a part of the Elvis Andrews trade, just kind of a throw in there, or Maybe maybe he was a part of the I was about to say Cliff Lee no the Mike Miner trade um, with Oakland, but the Rangers seem to have gotten a pretty good one so far this year. He has pitched in six games a 2.11 ERA in 21 and a third innings. Does have 10 walks at 4.2 per nine, not horrible but not great. Um, and also has uh, 25 strikeouts. That is in his time with. Hickory, he has been promoted to Frisco and in his first outing there, went four innings, allowed three earned runs, a home run, only one walk in four innings and five strikeouts. So not the prettiest Frisco debut, but hey, the Rangers are a believer in his stuff if they can keep him healthy. Seems like he has got some really, really nasty stuff. And the Rangers might have absolutely gotten a huge steal from the A's. And both of those deals are looking like an absolute steal for the Rangers. I, I believe it was the uh the deal. That Dustin Harris came over from the A's, and I mean, the Rangers got Jonah Heim in that trade for, um, I, I believe that was the Elvis Andes trade. So the Rangers might have done over the A's pretty badly if Dane Acker turns out to be what the Rangers thought they were getting when they traded for him. Nice to see him just healthy in general. That is a a good, good thing because last year he did not pitch very much at all, just 25 and two-thirds innings combined. And in the year before, in 2021, he only pitched six and a third innings. So not a whole lot of professional experience, just 57 total professional innings. 18 games started for him across three seasons. He has been healthier than ever this year. Good to see him on the mound and going out there and doing pretty well. Hopefully his next start for Frisco will be just a little bit better, but the potential is there for this guy to dream on for sure. Coming up, we're going to look at the last four prospects in this middle third. We're going to get into all of that, but first, let's word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Our new sponsor Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has the fastest growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports, it's about building Personal connections and lasting memories. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It is really just that easy. Download Sleeper in your app store, or and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms views for details. Currently operational in over thirty states. Check out Sleeper today. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Raiders your first listen every single day. On Wednesday's show, I'll be finishing up this series re-ranking the top 30 prospects in the Rangers system. Texas takes on the Tampa Bay Rays this week. You can catch every pitch with the Hometown Broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, we are at the number 24 prospect in the Rangers system, and that is Zach Kent, right-handed starting pitcher for the Rangers. He has been in A this season, has not pitched due to injury, which is really frustrating. Otherwise, he might already be in the Rangers' bullpen right now. He is listed at 6'3", 208 pounds. The Rangers drafted him in the ninth round out of the 2019 MLB draft from VMI, the Virginia Military Institute. Really interesting guy. He's got five legitimate pitches that are all weapons, that all play really, really well off each other and all come out of the same arm slot. I think eventually he could be a starting pitcher in the big leagues. I think his ceiling is probably something around a number four starting pitcher in your rotation. But I think the more likely role, the role that I kind of wanted to see him in this year was in that Dane Dunning relief role coming in two, three innings. Actually, it was more a Brock Burke from last year kind of role. Come in, be the bridge guy, use him every third day or something. He'll go two innings maybe three innings if you really need him to he can face the lineup one time through and and be very effective and I I think that could have been a great role for him this year but unfortunately injuries have kept him out basically all season he only pitched one outing three innings allowed two hits uh, one walk and three strikeouts and no runs in the PCL one start for Round Rock and just that's it. That's all he's done. Last year in Round Rock, he had five starts after getting promoted from A Frisco. The second half was much kinder to him. He wasn't great in the first half. Um, really broke out in the second half of 2021. Actually had him on the show. He's the only prospect I've ever had on the show a couple years back in December after that breakout year. But in five starts with Round Rock in 2022, he had a 167 ERA, 27 innings, 13 walks to 23 strikeouts. Was very effective at keeping runners from scoring and i think could do that at the big league level could really help the rangers out in their bullpen and i think that stuff would tick up even higher it sits around the mid like low low to mid 90s Uh, and i think that in a you know couple innings of work as opposed to trying to go five or go through the inning go through the order multiple times i think that stuff could really tick up and be even nastier his slider is incredibly effective and he kind of pitches first based on that slider as opposed to pitching off the fastball, which is really, really interesting. So uh, I really like him a lot. I've been really bummed that he has been hurt this year, but I do still think that he can help out this Rangers team whenever he gets back from his injury. Number 23, we are going a little younger on this one. We have Daniel Cueva, the shortstop slash second baseman, out who was signed out of Los Gaios in Venezuela. He is 19 years old, listed at 6'1", 160 pounds. Bats left-handed, throws right-handed and his head just an okay season for down east this year this is his first season of full season ball a 19 year old in full season ball it's pretty impressive especially since he only had a couple years of professional experience before this he played in the complex league last year put up some really impressive numbers um an 859 ops in the acl 44 games 189 plate appearances last year five bombs 10 doubles this year in 61 games with down east he is two years younger than the average player and the numbers have been just okay he's got a 266 batting average a 312 on base slugging at 395 a 707 ops for those of you doing the math at home four bombs three triples and 10 or 10 doubles 16 walks to 84 strikeouts not exactly ideal striking out about a third of the time but still holding his own At full season ball, as a 19-year-old, again, that is what tells you the most about this guy. He has mostly played shortstop in his minor league career in 111 games at shortstop to 50 at second base and just one game at third base. This year, he's got primarily, um, primarily second base, 39 games at second base, and 22 games at shortstop this season, whereas he had 40 games at shortstop last year, so... I think that's more about the personnel that the Rangers have in the Down East Wood Ducks team than it does, says about him. Maybe he's more of a second baseman, but you want to see a little bit more pop from that bat he had a week where I believe he had all three of his four home runs, and I think I named him Minor League Player of the Week. Definitely some potential there, but would like to see him be having a little bit better of a season i think i knocked him down just a couple of paces uh, a couple of places from where he was last year but still a guy with a lot of potential still very young and having an okay season um would like to see him break out hopefully in the second half number 22 on my list we have outfielder trevor hover who was acquired for from the new york yankees in the joey gallo trade he was drafted by the yankees out of arizona state in the third round back in 2020, so he was a part of that 2020 draft class, and man, it's looking like everybody the Rangers got from that is that was a part of that 2020 draft class um, has been very impressive. This year, he has been in Frisco at 24 years old. He has played 63 games, 272 played appearances this year, eight home runs, 10 doubles, and two triples, hitting .250, on base of 373 and slugging 420. That is a 792 OPS. He also had an 812 OPS in 16 Arizona Fall League games last year. And in Frisco, in 21 games in 2022, he had a 924 OPS. The scouting report on this guy is his defense isn't great. Maybe he's a first baseman, maybe he's a, a left fielder. But the on-base is very, very good. The raw power is very nice. He hadn't tapped into it as much as you would like. We're starting to see that a little bit more from him. He had a multi-homer game this week. So hopefully that can be a sign of him tapping into that power a little bit more in games. The plate discipline is fantastic. Like I said, those 43 walks in 272 plate appearances is very, very nice. In 2022 for the full season, he had 93 walks to 112 strikeouts. That is very, very encouraging. He also had 17 home runs. So this is the kind of guy that that you like. He's kind of a three-true outcome guy. Kind of a three-true outcome guy with not a lot of defense, but the pop is real. The on-base is very, very good and has been, for the entirety of his minor league career, a 440 or a 395 career on-base in 265 minor league games in college. That was 426 in three college seasons. So, um, yeah, the guy can walk. The guy can hit for some power. Can he field? Can he hit for average? Eh, yeah. Don't worry about it. He can do those other things, and you don't need somebody to do absolutely everything. At number 21, the last one on the list for today, we have Davis Wenzel, the third baseman slash shortstop slash left fielder, basically a utility guy who I left off my list last year, I think both midseason and preseason. Actually, might have had him on there on preseason, but this year he has broken out the power bat. In spades, 17 home runs for him this year. He was a supplemental first round draft pick by the Rangers, 41st overall in that 2019 draft out of Baylor. He is listed at 5'10", 206 pounds. He basically plays every infield position. Started to play the outfield a little bit more this season, but the power has been coming. Like I said, 17 bombs in 50 uh, in where we go, 73 games for Round Rock this year, and the the underlying numbers under that are also pretty impressive. The on base is at 388 this year a 909 ops also 16 doubles Rim, he's hitting the spit out of the baseball we always knew that he could defend really really well uh, i wasn't sure if he was gonna be able to play shortstop because he was a third baseman in college but he's played shortstop pretty darn well the the glove rates out is as pretty solid i thought if the bat was a little bit better that he might have contended with josh smith to be the rangers basically backup shortstop and well Rangers have Ezekiel Duran for that and also Josh Smith for that. And um, well, if, if he keeps hitting like this, the, the Rangers might, he might be a, a trade ship worth acquiring for somebody at the deadline. I, I think he really is. I think he's a guy who could provide major league value. If the Rangers had an injury to Josh Smith, I think that Davis Wenzel would probably be the first guy that I would want to call up. He's showing that pop from the right side that, I didn't see that much of coming out of college. I didn't really expect him to show a whole lot of power. I mean, the most home runs he had in a season at Baylor was eight. He did that literally all three years. He had eight home runs, eight home runs, and eight home runs in all three of his Baylor seasons. And, you know, this is the first year he's even got uh, – actually, this is the second year he's got double-digit home runs. Uh, he did that last year in Round Rock, 17 home runs in 85 games for Round Rock, but only had a 685 OPS in AAA A. Last season, but this year he has done it by hitting for average, hitting for on base or getting on base and doing some damage to baseballs. Really encouraging stuff from the former first round pick. Definitely established a lot of value this year and I think could be a, a key piece. Not the number one piece in any trade, not the number two piece, but definitely a really, really nice sweetener for the Rangers to include in whatever bullpen trade they are probably going to pull or maybe even starting pitching trade they might pull at the deadline this year. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball.